Coming to you from 27 miles west of downtown Chicago, you're listening to 27 West, produced by the congregations of Wheaton Bible Church and Iglesia del Pueblo in West Chicago, Illinois, and Tri-Village Church, our campus in nearby Streamwood. Our purpose is to make this very large body of Christ a little smaller as we meet and learn from one another. Welcome to 27 West Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Murray, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Amy Salava. Hello. Live music by Amy Mueller. And our guest this week, I'm very excited about, is Joe Antolik. Now, he's also known as Chicken Joe, and we're going to find out why. So, hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. How's everyone doing? Great. How are you? Good. Joe, how are you hey, feeling? I'm great. It's great to be here. That's that's such a professional intro. Yeah, well, thank you. I feel like I'm on NPR or something. Well, you, wow. you're on 27 West. Which is the next best thing. <laughs> Which is the next best thing. <laughs> So, Joe, welcome to the show. We're really glad Thanks. you're here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, I, I first of all, I want to say how I met you. Was, okay. was a very fun day. Yeah. Um, you were at the church with one of your coworkers. You were opening up a store mm-hmm. that some of you may know about, and it's a chicken. It's a Christian chicken store. Chicken and shack. We call it's it. It's a chicken shack. Yeah. And um, for those of you who aren't getting it, it's Chick Fil A. And and I see these guys with their little Chick-fil-A name badges passing out things and that And stylish neckties. And stylish neckties. Mm. And I see you walk and I say to somebody, Who were those two guys? And like, oh, that's the new owner of Chick-fil-A. I'm like, What? And mm. it was hot outside and you were yes. already halfway to your car. And I ran out from the church and I, I, I and I introduced myself as the young adult pastor, and I and I always said, "No, are you married?" And you said, "No." And I'm like, "Well, you should come to the table." Mm. Yes. And then we started our relationship right there, and you gave me a chicken coupon. So Joe just came because you were dropping off chicken. Is that how he was dropping off? Like you know, like what were you doing? We we wanted to make a connection, and so funny enough, after I met Scott. Um, I don't know that I really understood what young adult meant, maybe. And I was like, oh, that's like the youth pastor. Yeah. And so then I was really excited because I thought I had an in with the youth pastor. And <laughs> I was going to get all sorts of nice. kids coming to work for me or something like that. But um, but no, I was I, I just wanted to make the connection because it was a church nearby. Um, I was actually thinking about checking out Wheaton Bible Church at that point. I hadn't attended the service here yet. So, um, so we were just stopping by to say, hey. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. And now we're like... And now you're on our podcast. We're good friends. Yeah. (laughs) How about that? You know, I've always been told I have a voice for radio. Oh, man. Not to be confused with a face for radio. Oh, oh, okay. I was going to say, see, that's... So we'll see how this goes at the end of 30 minutes, but... Yeah. I think it's going well. Tell us a little bit about your restaurant. (laughs) Um, Wow. Well, Chick-fil-A, Bloomingdale. Um, We're two years old. We're up the road on Army Trail. Army Trail in Springfield in Bloomingdale. Um, got a staff of about 70 people, believe it or not. Wow. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of high school kids, which is really fun. Uh, a lot of adults too, that work for us during the day. So we're a big, happy family. Um, we serve fantastic chicken. Oh, we love it. Um, yeah. So and it's just, yeah, it's fun to just, uh, dig into the community and meet folks and, um, and to just care for the team as well. Now, Chick-fil-A is obviously not open on what day, Amy? Sunday, yeah, which is the worst day because that's every time that I want Chick Fil A after yeah. church. It's bad. It's intentional. There's something about it, like you you create this desire for us to want the chicken, the Jesus it chicken. It's after like you it's like hey, Jesus. it's like this is how it goes. Hey kids, we just got filled with the Holy Spirit with worship and teaching. Mm-hmm. What do you want to have? And my son says, Dad, I would love some Christian chicken, and mm. I have to say to them, I'm sorry, they're closed. Yeah, wouldn't so- you say that's kind of quenching? 
the chicken. <laughs> I bit. mean, you know, it's we we have a partnership with Hillsong, and so you get these like warm and bubbly feelings at church, and then when I leave, good. yeah, see, that, no, but so tell. Can, okay, so it's it's obviously we know that there's Christian roots. It's a Christian owned mm-hmm, company. I mm-hmm. mean, is it? Tell us, is it a Christian store? I mean, yeah, obviously, I think we have. Um, you know, if you think about Chick Fil A as a whole, the parent mm-hmm. company, our our um, corporate purpose is to glorify God um, by being a faithful steward to or being a faithful steward of everything that's entrusted to us, and to have it a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick Fil A. So, um, so there's there are roots there, um, but I mean, you know, I, I think me as the owner operator, I have I have latitude to run the business how I see fit, um, and so certainly we're you know we're there to care for people, but we're not. Um, we're not in this space where we're, I guess, register evangelizing or yeah. anything like that. But so. it's it's more than, it's more than just the, the contemporary Christian music playing over the airways mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. eating. Absolutely, I was just there's more say to that. it. Yeah, absolutely. Love those Christian jams when yeah. I'm eating that chicken. Isn't that cool, man? Yeah. Chris Tomlin. I mean, what I need is a little Chris Tomlin, some secret sauce, <laughs> maybe some. <laughs> s- Nothing sriracha. better. <laughs> All right, so. Now that we know you own Chick-fil-A, mm. your owner and operator. It's been established. It's, yes. What? Tell us about yourself pre-Chick-fil-A. Where'd you grow up? Yeah. How'd you get into... Good question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I grew up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, just over the border. Um, always knew I wanted to own my own business, but I didn't know how that would ever happen or what it would mm-hmm. be or anything like that. So um, to this day, my parents still have a cash register in their basement that I used to play around with. That's so, great. So I, yeah, so maybe retail or restaurants or were, was on my mind at that time. I don't know. But um, but one of my first jobs was at a Culver's restaurant. And so um, I always thought that was a lot of fun to work around food and people. And um, and that's a franchise arrangement. And so I kept in contact with the, the guy that owned that location um, who went on to own like 14 Culver's. But, um, but I thought, okay, franchising seems like a, a unique way to do business and, and something that was appealing. But... Um, but then I went to college. I went to school at University of Wisconsin and um, pursued a degree, two degrees, one in marketing, one in management. Um, and then at that point, I thought that I would, you know, go to work for a big company, get some training, and kind of figure out what would happen from there. So, um, so I joined Nestle coming out of college, and I worked around frozen pizza and ice cream. Yep, that's um, the best combination. Wow. Right. So I think if two you of stack, my if you would stack me up against, not to brag, but if you were to stack me up against peers in college, mm-hmm. I think I've probably panned out to have the tastiest career <laughs> of anyone, yeah, right? Frozen frozen pizza, ice cream, and now fried chicken. Did you get lots of free, like, Nestle candy? Candy, not as much, mm-hmm. um, okay. but I had free reign of, we had a freezer in our office, yeah. and I got to order whatever I wanted for it, for from, people to take home and from stuff the like freezer? that. We, yeah, we would order, That's like, bulk freezer. product in and, and throw it in a chest freezer, and people would come in and just take whatever they wanted. What kind of frozen so pizza does Nestle make? It was Jack's oh. Tombstone. That stuff is so good. It gets better. DiGiorno. Oh, yeah. California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And then on the ice cream side of things, wait for this, drumsticks. <gasps> Stop it. Haagen-Dazs. No. Edie's. Skinny Cow. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. That's it's amazing. Quite, quite I the portfolio. Maybe. We should have a freezer <laughs> in our staff office. We should. All yeah. right. So, so oh, Joe, yeah. so Joe. Okay. Um, went to college, did all this. Yeah. Um, becoming a believer, growing up in church. No. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so college was was an interesting time. I had a okay. lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, was I look back on those years as a time of, I think, you know, finding out who I was and personal growth and new experiences. Um, I got to go to China while I was in college. That was really cool. Um, But coming out of college and joining Nestle, I thought that I had arrived. Like, that was what I always look forward to. Um, And I got into the work world and realized, "Uh, so this is it, huh? Um, And then, you know, parallel, uh, kind of in my personal life, I went through a lot of trauma. So, um, I had six people that were close to me pass away in the span of 18 months. Wow. Um, halfway in between that was my brother. He was, he was the third one that, that passed away. And so that was rather traumatic, um, totally unexpected. Um, and kind of, I mean, I was already in a stressful job and that just kind of took me further into a depression. I would say, you know, I, I, didn't like where I was at. I didn't like what I did. Um, so just had a, just some continual, I guess, dissatisfaction and, and questioning about, you know, what's next or why am I here and, and those sorts of things. So um, so I, I guess what, what made sense to me, what, what started to click was that um, when we were kind of putting together the final arrangements for my brother, um, you know, his wife, my sister-in-law was in charge of that. And she lost her sister and her husband within wow. 24 hours. And had to plan two funerals. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so to know other life circumstances going on with her, she worked in the mortgage industry, like, yeah. you know, amongst when the, when the bottom was falling out in the economy. It just didn't make sense to me how somebody could have peace mm-hmm. in those times. And I knew that she was a believer. So wow. that's when it clicked. Like, okay, so there's something that's like superhuman going on here. Um, and so it took me a little while, but, um, you know, my mom continually encouraged me, hey, you should go to church, check out a church. Maybe you'll meet a girl, go check out a church. So, uh, so I did. So I wandered into a church. I was living in Milwaukee at the time. Um, you know, it wasn't an earthquake moment or anything like that, but liked what I saw and what I heard. Got involved with a class that's similar to Alpha here at Wheaton Bible. Um, got involved with a small group that was just totally transformational and life-changing. Um, and so, yeah, so then, then life totally changed. Uh, I found purpose in the job that I hated. I wow. understood that, That's cool. that, you know, God had me somewhere for a reason. But there was still like this continual, I don't know if you want to call it dissatisfaction, but desire to do something different, to mm-hmm. maybe own my own business. Um, you know, I got back in touch with the, the gentleman that owned the Culver's restaurants. We got pretty far in a process. Um, but then it all kind of halted, um, I believe, because God had a different plan. And so um, a friend of mine, after a couple of months of this Culver's thing wrapping up, um, sent me an article on Chick-fil-A. It was a Forbes article talking about the franchising arrangement and stuff like that. So uh, at the same time, coincidentally, Chick-fil-A was opening its first freestanding restaurant in Milwaukee where I was living. Um, So I got to know the owner-operator there, um, learned about the culture, worked in his kitchen on weekends for free. I guess just Saturdays were closed Sundays. Um, so I got to work for free um, and learn more about the business. And I started to think, you know what, this could be, this could be something. Um, so I, I put an application in. Um, let's see, that would have been September of 2014. Um, and then a process started, and it started rather rapidly. Um, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm running back and forth to Atlanta, um, we're talking about sites. Um, all of a sudden, this site pops up in Bloomingdale, Illinois, right around the corner from where I started my career with Nestle in Glendale Heights. Um, and so before you know it, six months later, I'm offered the restaurant. I've got blueprints in the mail to my house for the construction. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm looking at here. Why are you sending this to me? I have to quit my job the next day, put in my two weeks notice, you know, the next day. Um, and So you did all of this planning like while you still had your other job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, it was stressful. 
Um, <laughs> and and but God's hand was up was in it in every way, mm-hmm. just with timing of interviews and you know the the selection process and who was involved with it. It was just it was uncanny to look back at some of those you know some of those um, I guess coincidences you might call them. Um, but but what I would see is God's hand. So it it's kind of cool because in college you had a desire to own your own business. Mm-hmm. You kind of then you live you, you lived a life of fun and experiencing things and mm-hmm. then you got a job at a place where you didn't own the business and right then a lot of things happened god brought you to him and it's cool because it sounds like he gave you the desires of your heart absolutely which maybe he's the one that put him in there in the first place absolutely i love that yeah yeah that's, that's right. so cool so because you're a christian and you own a restaurant like how does your faith integrate into your workplace into how you manage employees yeah absolutely that's a that's a great question i you know, I think it's easy to look at this kind of arrangement and see, okay, Christian company, you know, easy. You can just walk in and profess your faith to everyone and that sort of thing. Sure. But, um, I mean, what's what's also at play is just the fact that we have a litigious society, right? Um, and I think there's even maybe some hostility towards Christianity, I think, in in um, just in general and culture. Um, so... So there is a balance you kind of have to strike. I mean, we're not trying to create a Christian utopia. I don't think that's healthy. You know, we get people of different walks of faith. We have agnostics, atheists. I mean, mm-hmm. so we have to we have to be able to to nurture and support all those folks. Um, but I would say, what's what's really been telling for me is. Um, just being part of the Gotham Fellowship over the last few months. Okay, so that's, for, for those of us that don't know, what, what's Gotham? Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. that's uh, it's basically a nine-month intensive study on the integration of faith and work, and so um, and so it's it's uh, I think what's happened in my life is I just want I want there to be some consistency between it. It's kind of reawakened that you know I felt that as I was going through the Chick Fil A process initially. Um, but but I just, you know, I want to be the same person that I am among my, my secular friends as I am around my Christian friends, as I am at church, as I am in the workplace. Um, and so... And that's hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think what what that looks like now is, um, especially after having, you know, studied some of these topics in Gotham, is, um, you know, I don't really want to hold back anymore. Um, if If somebody's going through a struggle, hey, my son didn't come home last night from school. We don't know where he is, whatever. I've got, you know, XYZ situation happening at home rather than, oh, well, really sorry you're going through that. Let us know what we can do. How about mm-hmm. let's pray about that? And and you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean if somebody's if somebody's inviting you, and I'm not I'm not a legal expert, so I can't sure. can't go on record like that. But <laughs> um but if somebody's inviting you into that, um I I don't see a problem with it. So um I, I think it's I, I think it's what we should do. It just seems healthy. I mean, it seems like you're allowed a little, little more of an opportunity to live a congruent lifestyle. Absolutely. You know, yeah. that you're the same Joe at work, at mm-hmm. home, and at church. And that's something that's I think a, a lot of us wish we could be have a little more of that. Sure, sure. That's really and coming cool. out of, I mean, coming out of a Fortune 50 company, I mean, with Nestle, it's, uh, I won't say that it was, you know, shuttered at all, but you certainly didn't pray before a meeting as you would, you know, at Chick-fil-A. Right. Support center, um, so in a large company, I never felt like um, I was shamed for my faith or anything, but it also wasn't welcomed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so the the conversations weren't inviting. You know, if you were going to talk about faith or talk about being involved at church or whatever, oftentimes that was behind a closed door. Yeah, 
So what's neat that you're a part of that. All right, we're going to change it up a little bit. Okay. We're going to ask you some questions. Hopefully you know the answer to, because there's a lot of listeners that love your restaurant. And it's a... It's, and really, Scott, and I yeah. really just love Chick-fil-A, so... Yeah. But it's, we just have so it's some, a bit self-serving. Uh, it is our chicken segment, and Amy, take it away. <laughs> all right. <laughs> now for the chicken segment. During this game, we'll ask you all sorts of questions about chicken. Are you ready, Joe? Ready as I'll ever be. All right. Amy. Question one. Who is the first creator of the chicken sandwich? Truett Cathy. Chick-fil-A. Question two. Why the pickle? Why the pickle? They're two crucial pickles. So it gives... That's, that's what we say in our product description. So it gives it gives it a zing and a crisp. I wish there wow. were more pickles. You can I order would, extra. I could go for six. Next. Yeah, I agree. What's really in the Chick-fil-A sauce? Um, it is a blend of honey mustard, barbecue, and ranch. Oh. Mm, it's so good. It is so... I'm going to make it? that. Number four. What really happens in your building on Sundays? Um, sometimes we have team meetings, actually. We'll okay. get the family together and have fun. Um, a lot of times it just sits, but we'll do maintenance on Sundays. Okay. So actually, there's there's action on Sundays from time there's to time. There's stuff happening. Believe it or not. Number five. How many chicken sandwiches do you sell in a day oh, on average? Wow. Um, on a busy day. On a busy day? Like Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, if you total everything up, so our spicy sandwiches, our regular sandwiches, our grilled sandwiches, I'd have to imagine we're north of uh, eight or 900. Okay. That's a lot. What's your biggest seller? Uh, the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Hands okay. down. Yep. Yeah, hands down. What happens to an employee if they don't respond with my pleasure? My pleasure. pleasure. Um, tarring and feathering. Okay. Ooh. Oh, and mean, you probably have that, that in the back. <laughs> but is the tar like actually the sauce you use? Or? That's exactly right. Okay. Um, number eight, are you or do you ever, well, we all do, but are you tired of chicken? I thought I would. You know, when I worked in restaurants in the past, uh, I never really got tired of the menu, but the menu is so small at Chick-fil-A, I thought I would. But I eat 90% of the days that I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, if you could create any menu item to sell mm. at Chick-fil-A, what would it be? So the one that I've really wanted is actually in development right now. So we have a spicy grilled sandwich coming. Ooh. Which so a little that little bit of healthy. Um, you sounds know, definitely spicy. great tasting. Yeah, so that's we're testing that right now, but I would say, you know, if we if we get out of the practical side of things, chicken and waffles would be <gasps> Oh, stop it. Okay. Yeah. All right, so here I, Well, hold on. Okay. I heard I heard that there's like the original Chick Fil A mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Is it called like the Dwarf House? The or Dwarf something? House, yeah. And don't yeah, they have, have different menu items? They do. They do. Do they have yeah. chicken and waffles there? Um, mm, I'd have to look back. That's that's ringing a bell. I want to go there. It's on my bucket list. You absolutely should. All right, now yeah. for a little controversy. Oh boy. The barbecue sauce controversy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Happened? You know, Will Franco is the yeah. So what happened? He's the author. The, the sauce from what? The common man. Mm. The sauce was there. Mm-hmm. It changed. Mm-hmm. And then it People came back. People rioted. All heck broke loose. Like there was like a, an online petition. To, what What? Yeah. What happened, yeah. Joe? Um, I got to make sure I'm PC on this. Uh, so we were introducing a new sandwich the following year called the Smokehouse Barbecue Bacon Sandwich. Fantastic mm, sandwich. So and so they developed a new sauce for that sandwich. And the thought was to kind of reduce complexity and so forth. Why not just have one barbecue sauce? And so they changed the barbecue sauce. 
I, I don't think really any communication or announcement, it just changed. Oh. And then people, yeah, just rioted. They, on Facebook, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People would not stop talking about this. Yeah. So then so. there was an internal debate. Do we go back to the original barbecue sauce? Right. Does that set a precedent? Because we've, we've eliminated some many weddings in the past. Yeah. You might remember coleslaw. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's yeah it was not a big that. seller. Yeah, yeah I don't want to. Hey, kids, what do you want on the side? Do you want waffle fries, <laughs> fruit, or coleslaw? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mom, I want the milky cabbage. <laughs> it makes sense, That's dude. exactly right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wait, so the the original barbecue sauce is back? So we brought the original barbecue okay. sauce back um, months, not, I mean, I never even not even three sauce. months later. You know what I, I want to say? Power to the please. people. Yeah. Power to the people that love yeah. Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. And, and if you, you love guys, coleslaw, please let us know. And you listened. It may come back. And you listened. I love everything about Chick-fil-A, including the barbecue sauce controversy. <laughs> it just I just feel like it made Chick-fil-A stronger. Oh, yeah. I, I love yeah. it. It might have been a PR move. I'm just saying. No. That, well, I, there was so much internal strife that it was not a PR move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, a, a new segment. Another segment for you here is what is something that you would stand... On a soapbox against right now. And Amy is, she always has one. I have lots of soapboxes okay, I would so stand on. Go ahead, tell us one. So today, it's babies as profile pictures on oh, Facebook. Okay. <laughs> so, like Scott, if I'm friends with you on Facebook, yes. I'm friends with you on Facebook. I'm not friends with your kids. Oh. And so I don't, I would, it's great to see updates of your kids. But if you're like posting on Facebook, and you have a picture of your of Sammy as your profile picture. Yeah, I'm not there to see Sammy. I'm there to see you. What like if, I don't. You are an adult, so your picture should be on Facebook what, as your profile. Okay, but picture. what if Sammy was on my shoulders? Are you in the picture? Yeah, that's, that's fine. Okay, okay. Yeah. but if it's just of Sammy, I just I don't like it. It's like I don't like it. Yeah, you, you ever see those people that change their profile picture like ten times in a row to yes. get the right one, mm-hmm. and then the world sees that they yeah. change their profile picture? <laughs> it's like Scott so changed his profile picture. I mean, and and ago. the thing is with their profile picture, it's it's just a profile picture. Mm-hmm. In a sense, you want it. It's kind of like when you throw in an outfit, but you don't want to look like you really tried, but you really actually. Yep. They tried ten times mm-hmm. to get the right profile picture and to crop it correctly. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I know. I'm on that same box with you. Thanks. Wow. Yeah, but you wait till you have kids if you do. Maybe you I might will. be you might I be changing I, your tone. I think I won't because of this moment. Yeah, because podcast because I lasts said it forever. Out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, it could be funny, it could be serious, mm. whatever you think. You know what comes to mind right away, and maybe it's I don't, maybe I overuse it, but just I drive a lot, and so I have a lot of like driving unwritten rules. Uh, mm-hmm. So people that hold up the left lane, oh, oh yeah. I shared a video about that on Facebook, so maybe maybe people are getting inundated by it. But what do you mean they hold up the um, left lane? Like, like they le- go le- slower left than lane, everyone else. My father in law oh, calls like the them the left lane is the, the fast lane. lane. My father in law calls yeah. them the left lane Louis. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Three L's. Yeah, that's Anything a good soapbox. That's, that's a pretty good, good soapbox. Scott, do you have one? Okay, my my soapbox. It could be sensitive for some of us. Um. Because I do have a couple of these, but some get so specific. Um, I love the Bible, and I love Bible translations. Um, but there are some times when a Bible translation will come out, and it's so specific, like a 
Um, like I get like a Bible for men, a mm-hmm. Bible for women, and because there's devotionals for men and women. But like when you get so specific, um, it kind of drives me crazy. Like you almost think like you should walk down the the bookstore and see, oh, I like the the NIV Bible for men with love handles, <laughs> and like and like they would have it. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. For That's, the lazy dad. Yeah. For the lazy dad. ESV for lazy dads. You know. Um, and I'm yeah. not saying that they're doing that, but they're, they're getting close. There's and I just think ones, that, yeah. like, uh, I'm on my box, right? Grab your Bible, grab an um, an open mind to what God wants to show you. Put on some nice music mm. and a pen, and just read and underline and read and eat it. Like it's a meal. That's deep. Yeah. You can put a little Chick-fil-A sauce on there, too. <laughs> I don't know. Just because you're here. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Joe, this was a lot of fun. It we, was. We had fun. Yeah, thanks it was so a lot much, of fun. Joe. Thank Absolutely. you for joining us, Joe. It's my um, pleasure. It's really cool to hear your story. And if you're ever craving Chick-fil-A, head to Bloomingdale location and say hey to Joe. If you want to call him Chicken Joe. I do. I love that for you. I, I give permission. Say, hey, is Chicken Joe here? They might look at you and go, Who? To find out more about our podcast and to subscribe, head to 27westpodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram at 27westpodcast. 27west is sponsored by Chick-fil-A Sauce today. Thanks to Josh Dix, Amy Mueller, and Scott Murray for being a team. I'm Amy Salava, and see you guys next time. See you later.